Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Ewan Patterson. Hello. And Rich Hudson. Hello. It's that time of the week where we round up a whole bunch of different news stories, some things that we touched on uh, earlier in the week, and go check out the video versions on the main What Culture Gaming channel, and a whole bunch of stuff that we didn't get around to that's worth talking about anyway, and things that broke before we had time to make full videos out of them, like the thing that came out last night, which is the new Jedi Fallen Order trailer, which was revealed down in Pinewood Studios with Warwick Davis and whatever at this big Star Wars event. Force um, Friday. Force Friday for Triple Force Friday, apparently. Mm. The other two things just seem to be merchandise new bits and figures and they look really good though they do look have quite you good. seen all the figures mate I want all of them I kind of want all of them I think Cal Kestis's figure might be more interesting than I am try in Cal saying, try, try saying Cal Kestis over and over again Cal Kestis Cal Kestis Cal Kestis I'm a big Cal Kestis fan Cal, yeah, he's he, pretty good eating your words there I don't just, mind but um, yeah so Kestis did me something that came out of that um, Kessel run was um, Cal Kestis <laughs> uh, story trailer for <laughs> Jedi Fallen Order um, which they've obviously hinted at different bits and pieces as to why you're fighting for the uh, rebellion and whatever before but what do you guys think as uh, you've just put uh, checked it out before we came in um yeah so i was a little bit mixed on the e3 showing that they they showed off earlier mm. this year i thought um present presentation wise it looked absolutely stunning i thought the actual gameplay itself i like the mixture of puzzles and mm. platforming i thought that was okay uh the combat was where i was looking a little bit iffy even though that was kind of the most lauded aspect of all the demos so far mm-hmm. and um i kind of a little bit annoyed at the, the whole cake and eat approach to dismemberment it's like you want to show him cleaving through people but they're still gonna be put together Jedi Outcast was doing this crap in 2002 and it was much more successful um, <laughs> but at the same time I'm starting to get a little bit more engaged with the characters now I think there's a little bit to be said about the focus of Star Wars you know mainstream um, stories that tend to focus on you know generic human people with blue lightsabers and that's kind of mm-hmm. a running motif of the, the series but I'm warming to the overall premise and I'm definitely excited to see what they do with the um the Inquisitors after Star Wars Rebels because mm-hmm. they're really cool characters that were introduced on that show and uh, I'm really excited to see how that goes. They, uh, their lightsabers have like a particular design that I haven't seen In the comic, uh, in the in the TV show, they can spit it so fast they use them as personal helicopters so I'm looking forward to seeing if they do that. That better wow. be something we do in the it's game. Yeah. skill tree. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Rich, what do you think of the old Star Wars? I'm looking forward to this a bit more now. It hasn't been on my list of things to play for the end of the year. I think it's one of those things I'm going to come back to. Mm. Potentially, I don't know find out <laughs> i kind of after after like the you know all the stuff about last jedi i kind of fell off star wars a bit like i was really yeah, super into star wars like from from force awakens all the way through until that through rogue one and everything mm-hmm. so like i still haven't seen solo 
Like I just fell off mm. it a bit. So this is like, it, you know, when it was first announced, it's like, oh, you know, I really would like a proper Star Wars game to get into because the one thing I haven't really done in games is actually properly play Star Wars oh, games. You have oh, so many I lovely beloved LucasArts games to go back <laughs> I, and I check bought, out. I bought Republic Commando on Steam. You still haven't played it? it? I played a little bit of oh. it because of your recommendation. <laughs> I do have mm. that. But yeah, I, I need to go back to Battlefront 2 and I think like hopefully Fallen Order will, will get me into the Star Wars thing because watching the trailer and it's just kind of like, yeah, I could be doing with this. Mm. But I th- again, I think I might, I might hold off. It's not going to be on mm. my list of mm-hmm. things to play. I don't want to get myself too busy. My thing is I have, I have such faith in Respawn, um, mainly because of Titanfall, but I just oh, think definitely. that like, um, they have such a great sort of like studio ethic where they're just really taking their time. And like when they finally started debuting it, like I think it's weird. Cal Kestis, I think, is... I'm going to assume that he's intentionally quite bland and forgettable. Yes. I think the whole thing that they're doing with him um, is to take you on a bit more of a journey, more of an arc, because the new trailer shows him like meeting up with his companions and stuff and going on that adventure and going on like a big ship and getting whisked off to go do like his sort of Star Wars journey. Um, so I quite like that in theory. And like the combat, I think some of the animations look a bit kind of twitchy, a little bit too rushed. Um, but at the same time, sometimes when he does sort of cleave someone's stomach half in half, then I'm kind of, yeah. I'm a bit more on board. Yeah. Would you agree in saying that maybe Respawn have spotlighted the, not the least attractive parts of the game, but certainly the, the least unique? Because mm. the write-ups that came out after Fallen Order debuted at E3 made the game sound so much better than the actual... That's a really good point. Because the, the actual planet hopping mechanics, yep. the way you use the starship and how you can customize it, um, they didn't really go into that. And they, they only touch upon it in mm. this trailer as well, mm-hmm. which is curious to me because I feel as though if you've given Star Wars fans a game where you play as a Jedi, you can customize your own lightsaber, customize and the, the blade that mm. comes out. You can customize the ship that they're on and choose which planets you go to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a major unique selling point. And they're not really tapping into that. I think they're trying to do a thing where they're trying to like play their cards quite carefully, mm. but it's weird because in the new trailer, you do see that planet mission there, mm. planet menu where you're picking where you want to go. And then, yeah, the hands-on stuff from the last trailer or that, or like the hands-on demo stuff said that it does have like a Metroidvania feel that you're going to different places, you're unlocking items, then you can go further and whatever. So there's like way more of like an adventure, like, you know, like interlocking way that you can like you uh, play casters and unlock abilities to get further and whatever. That has barely come through. They've sort of shown like little bits of the gameplay, but not massive amounts. Um, yeah, I think they've got like way more to show, but I guess I don't think we have a particular release date for it. Uh, November oh, yeah, something or other. I think oh, I'm in the teens. Think I'm yeah. down yes. reviewing it, I want to yeah. say. You're a Star I mean, Wars man. I, maybe they're trying to play almost like a, a Marvel approach of let's just show them whatever because we yeah. can sell this on hype alone. But I think because it's a game, they can't really do that. We saw that mm. with the Avengers project at E3 when we finally got the trailer for that and everyone kind of went, oh, okay. Because <laughs> they were trying to sell it off like they were showing as, as little, well, not as little as possible, but mm. just like not anything it's like that, that meaty because they want to get the intrigue factor in, which mm-hmm. obviously they can do so easily in the MCU, not so much with the Avengers game, and obviously not so much with Star Wars either. Part of me like really wants them to do what Rockstar do, like have an overvoice and just walk you through a bunch yes. of different mechanics and be like, well, this is what you'll be doing later. This is what you're going to be doing now. Like, because that's what you people know. care about. So, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, just like this sort of it. more like vague approach is mm. fine, but people aren't losing their minds over it. Potentially bad for them to do that. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm interested to see how this feeds on the Battlefront too as well, because they've got mm. loads of exciting stuff planned towards the end of the year. They've got Rise of Skywalker content coming out, and I think they have some Fallen Order time material as well. Mm-hmm. They've just introduced Felucia as a map and they've introduced the Republic Commandos in gameplay oh, yeah. as well so there is plenty of stuff coming from 2019 is the well. return of the Republic Commandos because they're in yes. PS5 as well just popping up all what? sorts no no they're not that's the Halo Reach people <laughs> 
It's so close to all the different Republic commandos. The real Star Wars fan, Scott Taylor. Yep. Last Jedi devastated Master Chief killing. Oh, you had to shoehorn it in there, didn't you? We did. That's a conversation. Last Jedi's great. Shut up. The next one I've got down is something that we did another video on earlier in the week, but it's just the next Batman Arkham game is 99% confirmed. We had Scott Snyder, the author of Court of Owls, and other different books as well, and the new Batman stuff, just tweeting out, beware the Court of Owls, and then deleting the tweet. Um, alongside then Warner Brothers Montreal then tweeted out a sort of gif thing with a bunch of different symbols in um, and just said uh, capture the knight with a K may have and lost so, my knight yeah may my, have lost my life my mind my knight going through After all that years you're still of, losing your mind yeah, yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to it as well I mean how many videos have we done sort of picking apart different rumours and snippets and leaks it's been and 84 years it's been a long time um, but I guess at this stage we still don't have a full on official confirmation but it's nigh on happening uh, so we'll go with that I think the prevailing theory at the moment is that a New York Comic Con announcement might be coming mm. which is next Thursday so that would make sense you give Batman his own platform to do his thing you don't mm-hmm. have it on State of Play with The Last of Us which is already going to have a big thing whereas if yep. you take it to Comic Con you only know the com- competition there I don't even think Square Enix will be there for Avengers to demo mm. that anymore so I think it will just be Batman's time to shine plus like in terms of like DC stuff they have Joker very soon they mm-hmm. seem to be like being way more careful it's not as ridiculous in terms of just throwing money in all directions yes. and hoping for the best um, but yeah I was I was thinking it could have been the Xbox event because ah. that's in middle of November. Oh, they could do something, yeah. Because oh, they said, obviously, that PR guy said, oh, it's imminent. Then yeah. maybe it wouldn't yes. be that long because that's still a few weeks away. I but- would say that the, the, the Arkham games have a history of having some sort of promotional tie to Sony as well at the same time. Yeah. There was a lot of exclusive stuff. For, Unless, because uh, with Ghost Recon, Microsoft mm. have kind of paid to get their, it's all Xbox branding on the on the beta yeah. and stuff like that. that with Fallout as well. Yeah, so, so it's, it's like, 76 had that as well. That I wonder if they're just throwing money at different publishers. Because mm. the thing is, when um, State of Play happened the other day, there was an inside Xbox stream straight after it and the world didn't care whatsoever. It was mm. just it's kind of like... stupid of them to do it then. I know, and I think they just kind of hoped that, you know, one would benefit from the other, but it just ended up being that State of Play happened, everyone talked about that and Xbox just kind of got squished underneath I think as the generations roll into a close it's super easy to just be like Xbox what we'll just wait till the next generation it feels like yeah. the Xbox momentum they don't really have anything leading up to mm. the end of the era because obviously mm-hmm. Halo Infinite is going to be next year yeah. which so. is why something like um, Batman being at the it's just called like X20 or whatever X, yes like, X, XO I actually don't know that's, that's, but the thing is like the fact that we don't know the exact name of the yearly Xbox thing shows how little that thing's caught on compared to PlayStation Experience or Nintendo Direct or whatever yeah. um, but maybe we'll see more either way it seems like we're getting a new Batman Arkham game um, and the Court of Owls story sort of plays into like this whole Illuminati big evil doers underneath Gotham and big boss battles and whatever else so there's that um, we also talked about in the old video that me and you did um, that they might be basing the gameplay on the Shadow of Mordor type stuff with yes. different factions and going up against them yeah because we went in and I, as I lost my mind looking into all the different <laughs> symbols that were on display it does kind of maybe lend itself to the idea that we'll see the League of Assassins mm. as well because the, the final symbol that appears in the, that, that cryptic tweet that Montreal sent out is the demon mm-hmm. and Rachel Ghul is the head of the demon which is of course you know the, the leader of the League of Assassins and Arkham Origins not only teased the Court of Owls more subtly I'd say than, Le- than the League of Assassins they actually um, there were a few statues on the Royal Hotel of the Court of Owls Talon figures mm-hmm. and you had the um, the little nursery rhyme that the, the group has as well but yep. they actually telegraphed the League of Assassins being more heavily involved in the sequel more heavily um, with Lady Shiva if you talk to her she kind of basically teases that oh Rachel Ghoul's coming and in you're going to be a, yeah in yeah. Origins yeah so Lady Shiva is it was again, one of those weird side missions in that game which kind of looked like they had to cut it for time mm. um, but yeah it looks as though maybe that'll be the faction war we're having maybe it's the League of Assassins coming into Gotham and the mm-hmm. Court of 
Owls rising up, basically saying, hey, the Gotham's ours. You stay away, League of Assassins, and we'll have Batman caught in the middle. My running theory is that, because um, they tweeted out Capture the Knight, as in, you know, capture a chess piece type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the general sort of like team, or the um, general sort of layout of the menus in Shadow of Mordor was looking down at almost a chessboard of players that you mm-hmm. were moving in and out and whatever sort of different power plays and everything. And Shadow of Mordor started out as a Batman game where you would have uh, different factions going up against each other. So I'm hoping that eventually that's maybe what they're doing. Let's just hope they don't monetize the hell out of it. They almost definitely will, Rich. Yes. It's Warner Brothers. Maybe, I mean, maybe they've learned their lesson. <laughs> maybe they might go half half in yeah. compared to Shadow of War. I don't know. I don't know. They, could do, they could do with a win, considering that Warner Brothers haven't had the, the, the best last few years. I mean, when, when, was, when was Arkham Knight? Was that 2015? Origins was 2013, and you know Montreal have been working on another game for seven years now. And mm-hmm. it seems, you know, judging it's from reports, it seems as though, you know, WB have basically been stifling them at every opportunity. Oh, we've got mm-hmm. a Suicide Squad game. Well, we don't want that. Oh, we've got a Damien Wayne Batman game. Oh, we don't want that either. And, you know, they've come <laughs> back to this. So hopefully they've been able to retain, you know, this is still their vision and it hasn't mm-hmm. been kind of trodden on by uh, by WB overall because, mm-hmm. you know, there are some very talented people at that studio, you know, Patrick Redding, who worked on the Split Cell Blacklist. He's heading up the creative direction there. Mm-hmm. Um, so fingers crossed next week. Speaking maybe. of, fingers crossed, uh, Modern Warfare got its, uh, well, one of the newest story trailers that sort of shows more specific character beats and stuff like that. Um, what do you guys think of that? Because we had, there's two things to talk about with Modern Warfare. Let's start with the story trailer. We'll get onto the weird exclusivity controversy. Mm. I am excited because Good. I want to COD campaign. Uh, <laughs> it's I, been yeah, a long time coming. It, I didn't realize how much I missed it mm-hmm. when playing the, the bits of Black Ops 4 that aren't complete garbage. Yes. Like, ugh, I, I, I've been so tempted to go back and reinstall World War 2 and play that again. But I, I've actually started playing Modern Warfare 2 again, of all mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. Just playing through the campaign again because it's like, I just want I just want this very, it's a very popcorn sort of campaign. It's Michael Bay. I was just yeah, saying, it's, it's like a Michael Bay. It's stupid. And, you know, like I said, I had a great time with World War 2. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, I mean, I played the beta of Modern Warfare and I absolutely bloody loved it. Same. So I'm like, I just, I just want the campaign. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. need it now. I will say, if you've been. St- driving for Michael Bay themed action this one definitely look not in a uh, not in a bad way necessarily it definitely feels more Catherine Bigelow in the way they're striving to depict mm. you know leading into the idea of like uh, the Hurt Locker in Zero Dark Thirty <laughs> and you know this is definitely a more I'm, I'm getting the impression this is more a mature Call of Duty but at the same time you know I'm still apprehensive of whether Infinity War are going to be able to treat the subject matter with the, the yeah, degree yeah. of you know nuance that it that it you know it, it kind of needs um, and I'm, I'm excited by certain aspects but I do again I feel as though the, the campaign story trailer that I saw earlier in the week at State of Play is exemplifying my current anxieties over the game that's caught between two identities. It's like, you know, we want to do this more mature storyline, but we're also going to lean into the nostalgia of Captain Price being back and he's going to save the day. And it's there kind is of a lot like, of that. I like the idea of Price being a mascot for the series because mm-hmm. I think they should have done that ages ago, but at the same time, I'm just kind of like, well, please just don't confuse the tone here. You're, you're aiming to tell some very difficult themes and you're looking yeah. at stuff like the legacy of, you know, um, the I think what's meant to be a stand-in for the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan and how that's kind of, you know, mm. spiraled out into further, you know, uh, interventions in that region in the, in the years since. Mm. And then you've got different things going on with domestic terrorism and, you know, the terror attacks. And I'm just hoping that they treat it, treat it, with a degree of not subtlety but definitely care because yeah, I don't want yeah, them to yeah. take a sledgehammer and do another airport massacre sequence it is, and it's a weird thing lose like, the focus yeah because they've got like this sort of really like you know focused well assumedly focused vision for the story and then they've said that the way that they sort of explain something like the multiplayer being so over the top with the white phosphorus stuff and whatever um, is that they like they've sort of said that the multiplayer is its separate entity which is like I can I'm, I can go with that that's kind of fine um, I remember reading one of the hands on reports from the earlier stuff at E3 though that there's like a boss well they might have taken it out but there was a boss bar 
battle in the story mode and uh, the first time that you play as the the woman from Afghanistan mm-hmm. when you're a child and you're trying to escape the room or whatever and um, that you have to like stealth your way around this boss and find a knife and then stab him and then run away and find the knife and stab him again and it's like the rule of three and whatever and stuff like that where it was it was also those gamified elements kind of coming into what could be a more considered tonally uh, mm-hmm. thing I thought that that stuff was like mm-hmm. that might be emblematic of that sort of weird jarring sensibility um, but overall I'm psyched and I kind of like the whole greatest hits approach that they're doing it's like here's everything that you remember and love about 2000s cars coming back again yeah I, I yeah i'm down for that as well i i do have faith in infinity ward after playing the beta and how mm. well that played how well it all felt seeing the story trailers and stuff i'm thinking that yes they maybe could pull this off yeah we'll, we'll get the big silly stuff but mm. world war ii had that as well there was yeah. that really quite hard-hitting approach to the storyline of world war ii with one of the members of your like sort of gang and how that all ended up at the end of the campaign that mm-hmm. was quite hard and then i remember the fact that we crashed a train as well yes like there are those juxtaposing things and in that kind of Situation, not that it was okay to have it like that, because obviously this was dealing with um, concentration camps and the treatment of mm-hmm. Jews during the war. Um, it still had both sides, but I still think it played them. I still think it played them well. Mm-hmm. So, but I am quite looking forward to, as you say, like the idea that the multiplayer is separate. This is where all the big silly stuff happens. You can go blow stuff up here. You get like a Tamagotchi fine. or something in the multiplayer now. Like a little thing that lives on your wrist and it tells the time in real life. It, like it, if it you look at the watch, it, it's the real time. God, it's been, uh, yeah, but all, there's like some little animated. Yeah, but there's like an animated thing and it yeah, shouts when you get kills. That's mm. weird. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> if you get that balls to the wall stuff, leave it in the multiplayer. That's uh-huh. fine because I had a great time with it. But yeah, I would like to see a really grounded campaign. I think that's why World War Two has always stuck with me because mm. there were those moments that felt really like visceral, almost kind of like looking back at something like uh, World at War, which mm. you know still had the silliness, but it still had that real. Mm-hmm that real depth and grit to it but yeah on to probably like, more it makes me wonder like if you're say you're you know you're the the string pullers at the top of call of duty and it's like where this massive like totemic you know first person shooter franchise and everyone knows us and everyone's gonna be looking at what we're doing it's like either you try and tick as many boxes as possible you bring in the siege elements and you bring in the michael bay stuff and you try and do everything mm. um or the complete other side of just how you view that is that it kind of feels aimless and it feels like they don't really know that's, what call of duty that, is that feels that's def- that's i know you're very optimistic about the beta but that's my impression i got I, from the beta i felt as though I it was just caught sides. between two you know different identities and i wonder if you know maybe the campaign will will feed into that as well mm-hmm. i don't know i'm i was excited anticipating this release but i feel as though it's trading too heavily in nostalgia at the mm-hmm. same time doesn't know where to make the real genuine innovation mm-hmm. i think i think the the part of the beta that made me think okay this is what it doesn't know what it's on about is mm-hmm. the ground war mode mm-hmm. yes because same. the whole format doesn't suit the call of duty player base and their approach to the game it's mm-hmm. like when you give um, a, a Call of Duty player uh, say something like Siege mm-hmm. or you give them just any other first person they're all joining my rank they, lobbies because they're all bad yeah. <laughs> and they all assume that you can do this that and the other like there's a, there's a, a video I've always tried to dig it out there's a video of a, of a team of a, of a COD player playing Team Fortress 2 for the first time right. mm. playing as a heavy because it's all minigun yeah right. and they're stood at a window trying to like shoot through it and it's like dude you can't even break the windows <laughs> and there's people trying to quick scope as the sniper mm-hmm. it's like doesn't work like that it's like it's things like, like that like you said the ground war mode it's like they're kind of well we can do a little bit of Battlefield we can do a little bit of Siege we can do a little bit of what Call of Duty used to be and it's mm-hmm. like either that is ticking all the boxes because mm-hmm. you can because you're Call of Duty or it, what, then it's like well what are the signature Call of Duty elements and how sort of mixed are they when everything else is I'm, sort of clashing I think at the end of the day I'm fascinated to see how this game gets received because I can see it being very divisive mm-hmm. I can see it definitely playing to the crowd in some respects and some people very, being very happy with what they've got but at the same time I do wonder if people are in for a nasty surprise and since they're coming back for traditional Call of Duty but there is that different elements being 
pulled apart and you can't really yeah. see the one be where the big focus is meant to be. At the minute, be. I'm super positive on it, but I, t I totally mm. see the other side where it does kind of, it can, it feels just as aimless as potentially confident if they think they can dip into as many pools as possible. It's a weird sort of uh, state at the minute, but we'll find out more when, when it eventually comes out. Um, let's talk about state of play in general because that was, uh, that happened at the start of the week. Um, state of play is very much Sony just trying to literally do a Nintendo Direct. Like, the uh, the aesthetic of it, I mean, the, I actually saw the animations. Somebody put, somebody put the state of play and the Direct side by yes. side. Side mm. and they are nigh on exactly. Totally the same. felt it when Even I was just watching the animation, it. the sweet, literally yep. transitionally using wipes and stuff to make it. It looks exactly the mm -hmm. same. I mean, you know, again, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But it's like this is kind of. But shameless. also, don't just copy. Like, yeah. I mean, Sony do that. Like, it was like, oh, like achievements are a thing. Let's do trophies. Like, oh, motion controls are a thing. Let's do the PlayStation Move. And it's just like you know, they always seem to get in there and do the thing that's working. Which yeah. directors working extremely well. But what do you guys think of the state of play overall? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. 
And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. As in the one we just had. Yeah. I was actually all right with it. Mm -hmm. I think there was some stuff on there that I definitely found interesting. Obviously, The Last of Us 2 stuff was really, really hype. Uh, the story drive of Modern Warfare mm. obviously got me in. The thing that got me right at the, right at the beginning, because I was streaming this at the time because I was on Twitch, and uh -huh. I was like, oh, it's a player play. Let's switch over to uh -huh. that. And um, the first thing you saw was the Enhance logo. Yeah. With a company that published Tetris Effect, and it, okay. made, it made like a <laughs> noise, and I literally went <laughs> like, oh, and it was like humanity. It was lots of random people. And you were like, oh, like, oh god, oh, damn it! That was that was that me. game that was, was freaky though. It's That's very piles of people. Weird. It was a very weird yeah. thing to I'm lead game for it, with. but it's weird because it's enhanced. I'm totally down, but yeah, I got that, that instance of oh my god, Tetris. Is I didn't. So they're the same devs as the Tetris Effect. Stuff. They, they published it. Right. They cool. published Tetris. Had a similar kind of when you think about it. That's why when the noise came on and it said enhance on black screen, I thought, oh my god, it's Tetris. But overall, I was happy with it because I'd watched the first two and mm -hmm. there was nothing in the first two uh, state of plays that really interested me. Mm -hmm. So knowing there was going to be Last of Us at the end of this and also ended up there being Call of Duty, mm -hmm. there was also Enhances stuff. There was that weird game from the people who made Katamari Damacy. Yep. Yes. Where you can play as a toilet. It's called Wabam. W w was Wabam, it Wabam. Watam. 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 Wabam. Something like that. It's anyway, <laughs> like I thought there was nothing really in that. Even the the, the sim what was it called? Something a simple story. That really yeah. like it looks like sort of human fall flat okay. wise. Like the art style is mm -hmm. really physical. My mind is entirely anyway, lost like, too. like yeah, like I think that state of play was the best one they've done so far, not mm. just because of uh, Last of Us Part Two. I think it has it's it. in a weird state because like I said, like they're trying to ape Nintendo Direct, and Nintendo Direct is very much associated with at the minute much bigger stuff. Like I didn't used to get that hype about a Nintendo Direct, but then they started, you know, debuting Breath of the Wild 2 and like, oh, here's like, you know, this new Pokemon trailer and whatever. And so Nintendo very much treat their directs as an E3 like here's this big thing we could have waited for yeah. whereas Sony I still don't think they know what it is it was uh, watching it it was very very bizarre for me personally I think mm -hmm. if you're if you're a, a first party publisher like Sony and you're coming towards you're, you're demoing your own games mm. it was very weird it was such a weird eclectic mix of offerings I felt as though Call of Duty didn't belong there it was mm -hmm. very peculiar it was like okay you could have released that anytime you wanted to why people aren't coming to playstation just to play call of duty right, yeah. if I, I feel as though if you're going to use that platform you should be you know demoing the exclusives that you have towards He's your own series like, yeah exactly yeah. and i felt kind of let down in that regard because mm -hmm. i was just like well you could have shown half of these any other time mm -hmm. i was excited for the um the indie game where you have to out party satan that looked pretty fun and that looked really entertaining and, of Oxen and, and again you know last of us part two kind of goes without saying how good mm -hmm. that looks but at the same time i was just kind of like I, I don't care about this. Like, was, I, I would, like, if you if you're gonna have your own event, you know, bring something more to the table. Mm. Even if you know it's just an update on something. Like, oh, we couldn't show you Ghost of Tsushima mm. today because we're hard at work making this. Blah blah blah. And it's like, well, fine, show me that. I don't care about having another Call of Duty story trailer mm. when the games are out next month anyway. Or yeah. like a Death Stranding console, yeah. really. like, like a special edition console. Here's or a controller that looks like piss. Got a baby in it. I quite like the controller. I'm not gonna lie. I would like the controller if it had like a little mini fake baby in it. But in the when you actually watch the trailer back, in the bottom like grip, it started. 
yeah. they have a baby there and then it disappears. And yep. like, oh, I was like, come on, concern. Baby in there. But in terms of like the way the lead into that uh, event, like you know, it was very much off the back of Last of Us Two. It's like you're getting new Last of Us Two, so if you're getting a release date, like what's what we're going into expect. Um, and then when the show didn't open with the Last of Us Two, I was like, okay, we're going to end on it. And then it was like, well, that's that's kind of the thing. And then like I said, I don't think they necessarily know what these showcases are for. Like they don't have enough first party stuff to show, so they kind of default to just being like, well, here's some indies, here's some stuff. Scoop out it was all hilarious. The yeah. crap. And they're worth yeah. seeing, but it's it's a weird. It fit. was so funny to me when they were debuting the PlayStation Plus games for October after having all the flack recently <laughs> where you know, they upped the subscription for PlayStation Plus mm-hmm. to get better games and we've been having crap for like the past few months and then yeah. and then suddenly they bring well for a while it was mm-hmm. the, remember that, be, yeah, that yeah. month where it was literally what it was like um it was Pez and uh Pez and, it was Pez or something else then it got switched racing to Detroit, game yeah they got switched right. to Detroit and it was like that's the backlash oh, it was that, yeah. uh, that Horizons game yeah yeah, yeah. definitely not trying to get into four yes exactly and right, then instead right, right. of you know the Last of Us remastered is a great game to have as your free PlayStation Plus Absolutely. game in October. Yep. I've only played The Last of Us on a friend's PlayStation 3, so I don't actually own it, so I'm looking Dude. forward to getting that. Yep. But at the same time, it's like, why are you leading this with MLB That's the what, show? I was I like, MLB was it was like for the, it. the fact that Pez got so much flack. Yeah. For it. like, and they're going, PlayStation Plus, MLB. <laughs> great. For it's a global audience done. as well. It's like such an esoteric pastime mm-hmm. for the States specifically. I don't True. know if that's where most of your audience is, but at the same time, you have a global, this is a global platform that you have and you're mm-hmm. leading with that instead of The Last of Us Remastered after everyone's already in to see The Last of Us 2 again. It was very weird. Yeah, I just, like I said, I think a lot of that stuff points to they don't necessarily know who's watching mm-hmm. or like who to play for or how much to lean on the first party stuff like Nintendo are known as a first party studio like they have so many IPs associated with them um, and Sony this generation have like brought more exclusives like to the fore like they've been more in, in those conversations more this gen than ever before especially compared to the PS3 um, but the actual rollout of stuff at the state of play was like watchable but you weren't going away from it the same way we were from a Nintendo Direct where it was like yeah. oh man I can't wait for the next one or whatever and plus the placement of it like there was one back in like March or May then we got another one like just the other just day just yeah. weirdly sort of placed especially when you potentially have I mean, a I, I guess experience. I guess as time goes on, more publishers and developers will be keen to actually use the state of play because uh, mm. obviously, like even when you go back to like the first direct, which was like it was weird thing. The first direct was like 2011. Yeah, it's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, that's gained more and more traction over time. When even like something like Dark Souls Remastered was announced on a direct, True. Yeah, yeah, which I found really baffling uh-huh. to think that it was announced there. But those sort of moves, like you know, established like, hey, look, this is a an, this, this almost is something a, people watch. Yeah, I mean, like a showcase level. The thing. fact that um, even their like indie showcases mm. can reveal things like Cuphead for the Switch. That's huge. Yes. Ori for the Switch. That's huge. That was on their, like, it's in between Treehouse and Direct, mm-hmm. like, where the indie world sits. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think as time goes on, the state of plays might get better. I mean, they should. I mean, assumedly, they will do these um, sort of live shows. They have all the statistics after the fact. They have the engagement figures. They can then go to publishers and say, hey, look, you should do your new announcement with us and this thing yeah. and not Nintendo or whatever. And that makes sense going forward. Um, but as they are at the minute, that thing just felt like it was a Last of Us. It could have just been a Last of Us 2 stream and whatever. Yeah. At least it gets us talking about things like humanity. I mean, that we have had directs specific for games. We've had Pokemon mm-hmm. Direct, we've had Smash Direct, and Super Mario Maker Direct, yeah. all things. So. I think Nintendo seems to know a little bit more about what they're doing in, at the minute anyway, but hopefully Sony will find a way to do it. Because it would be fine, it'd be nice to have across the year various check-ins with Sony and to know what's coming with their sort of franchise. It was just a double score of not having Ghost of Tsushima or, uh, or Arkham. Well, I was like, oh, related. for God's sake. It's like, Ewan's going to be sad yeah, yeah. If only. Um, let's talk about Medal of Honor, because it's finally returning um, on the Oculus VR. Now, I didn't, I saw that Medal of Honor was returning as a VR game and I thought oh, that's kind of cool I like that the IP is coming back Re- 
respawn are developing it. Which Seriously? Yes, which turns it around all together, I mean, and I'm like, that's way better. If that's how you get Medal of Honor back on everyone's minds, yeah. that's how you do it. Give it to one of the best first-person uh, developers this gen. Yes. Oh, like, you know, so far in the last sort of 10 years or whatever. Um, but yeah, Medal of Honor is returning to Oculus VR. It's called Medal of Honor Above and Beyond. Um, apparently, they've done a whole bunch of interviews with uh, World War II veterans, which, because it's in VR, you actually... I was actually... about to say, is it going to be World War II themed? It's not going to be, yes. like, it's basically, it's ignoring the reboot. It's going yeah, straight yeah, yeah. from so, whatever the last Medal of Honor was. Which is what a lot of people associate with Medal of Honor anyway. Yeah, but yeah. the thing that broke me in a lush way is that they've interviewed all these World War II veterans, but you, the way that it sounds is that you sit down with them in VR and they tell you about what they went through and then you play that sequence. Because mm. obviously it would just transition into first person and you that would just do the thing that they're telling you. Fantastic. Which, like, I, I'm all for companionship and taking care of old people anyway. So, like, <laughs> the idea of just sitting down and sort of being hanging out with them and they go, and then I did this thing. And then I stabbed it. this crowd in the throat <laughs> and the blood went into my face. And then I got a kill streak and I called in the nukes. <laughs> and I wore onions on our belt. This is the style at the time. It was the style at the time. <laughs> I've ruined this wholesome segment. That's, it was honestly, wholesome that's anyway. The first yeah. that came to mind. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, though, I am. Um, <laughs> if you're going to go, so, you know, you're going to call it above and beyond, you're going to bring back this legendary IP. And, and mm. like, you know, for Medal of Honor, I always remember that original one in the original sort of uh, cinematic in Frontline. Yes. The music that was in there, the making of thing, the choir, like, it always, it kind of had an emotional stake like, yes. that they used to do back then. Medal of Honor was uh, one of the first shooter games that I played, and it's reverence for the historic, for the history at the time mm -hmm. was impeccable. You know, this was a game that really, um, cherish the human cost of conflict it never really you know it was never one to focus on big operatic set pieces mm. it was never like here's the part where you get to be in a tank it was always a case of this is the mission that you're on this is what actually happened you know you think of like um the is it frontline where it was like the d-day landings mm -hmm. where you saw that uh and then you had stuff like rising sun where they showcased you know the japanese invasion of the philippines mm -hmm. firsthand and then you, you know macarthur's island hopping campaign to get it back all the way up to you working with the oss and doing different stuff that way mm -hmm. and it was always a series that really prized the you know the, the, like the human the effort. human elements of it all mm -hmm. um and again even though i'm a bit sick of u.s centric you know depictions of world war ii mm. at the same time i'm definitely here for a game to look at the human element mm. of that conflict because it's something that people t that, t that tends to get lost in the the, the bluster of video games yeah, especially yeah. since we've not really had a world war ii medal of honor since um was it airborne i loved Airborne. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so uh, i mean the thing is i like the whole like you said like bringing the human element into it we've sort of seen bits of that it's like with the vignette approach to mm -hmm. Battlefield like here's some individuals this is a like something that happened over here whilst this thing was happening but then the execution here. was always like they had yeah. that opening vignette and then afterwards the actual war stories themselves especially in Battlefield 5 mm. just fell fly yeah but. totally I think that it's like it's it's interesting like this this far along after so many of these games it's like well what do you do to not just retread the same old ground but you need to inject the humanity side of it especially if we've had like all these big overblown blockbuster versions of these games it's like well actually dial it all down and go this individual I mean, yeah, did yeah, this look at, look at the biggest games that we've had this generation they've always been so heavily story focused you look at something like Horizon Spider-Man God mm. of War stuff like that there, there's so much emotion yes. and sort of raw humanity in that, that that bringing that back makes the most sense mm -hmm. interesting they're going to do it for VR so solely uh, at the I minute guess. it's only on uh, Oculus Quest so uh, well sorry it's on Oculus in general but um, yeah I guess it'll hopefully work on the Quest but they're referring to it as a AAA game it's been developed by Respawn and um, they sort of put this different stuff out about yeah wanting to sort of connect with veterans and bring their mm. stories in so completely yeah. lateral besides this I well, hope this means that we're at least a year closer to getting a Brother as an Arm 
Arms revival because oh, it's about Bro- time. Brothers in Arms, uh, Hell's Highway is like my favorite World War II game ever. Mm-hmm. Like it's it, that is like that combines you know the the human cost of like a sh- series like Band of Brothers, mm. but then also you know having the the actual realistic military gameplay that I thought really blended well together. If so we're recommending was, like yeah. uh, like Band of Brothers, totally recommend if you want to just mm. watch like a really good uh, World War uh, TV show. Also, Peter Jackson's uh, They Will Not Be Forgotten is mm. phenomenal. Mm. Although, oh, yes. uh, remastered yeah. version World War One. Um, that stuff's great. Um, completely switching gears. Um, the Switch Lite has undersold. That's what um, you did there. I did Switch. I switched the Wait. gears. Yeah, um, yeah. This is a Nintendo Switch that isn't a Switch. But the um, Switch Lite, apparently Nintendo were expecting to ship 300,000 units. And they have shipped 177,936. Oh, which, wow. I guess, hints at the fact That's that... That's already a low estimate anyway, isn't it? I know. 300,000. Um, apparently it sold um, 13,000 in the UK. Um, but the overall figures were, um, were still under from what they expected. But it doesn't surprise me that much because I haven't seen any... I don't know anybody who's bought a Switch Lite. Well, it's like, like a Switch true. without the Switch. It's yeah, it, like, a, the what's thing, the point? Right? It, it's one of those things where I've been seeing it more and more, and it's like, oh, it's, oh, it's so tempting. It's <laughs> so tempting. Uh, and it, what, much... what, what makes you tempted? Because you have the I Switch. I don't know. <laughs> it just looks really It's cool. smaller. Do you already have one. a Switch? Yes. It does. That's just it. There is literally no reason to get a light if you've already got a Switch. And yes. I think that's the reason why the sales are so low because the Switch, is beca- the Switch has exploded. Mm. Was it on like 32 million? It overtook the Xbox. Sold? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So most people that want one have got one. I mm-hmm. feel like it'll pick up towards Christmas with the release of Pokemon yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah, as you said, that 30, 30, 300,000, sorry, is quite low. Mm-hmm for that expectation but again maybe they are keeping it that low because they know it's going to pick up over time mm-hmm. potentially it's weird because they obviously they um, they discontinued or they at least made a statement saying that they were, weren't were um, making a focus on making more 3DS's and dedicated handhelds and the Switch has been kind of encroaching on the Nintendo handheld market obviously since it came out yeah. so I think now when they were like oh we're going to do the Switch Lite and that's our actual new handheld most most people they were already satiated by the handheld element by just taking the Switch on the go I mean I know I am yeah. and so I'm not like I'm not bothered about a Switch Lite it's not offering me anything if anything it takes functions away because you can't detach the Joy-Con. It's quite strange, actually, to think because the 2DS for Nintendo, not so much the first one, the mm, new one, the was actually quite a big success. Like mm-hmm. I've been very tempted by a 2DS, mm-hmm. even though there's literally no point in getting <laughs> one. I kind of want one mm-hmm. for like, the one game I want to play on it. It's weird with but, the um, the light as well in terms of the form factor because like, it, is, it is nice and small. It kind of contends with the Vita. Like, I love my Vita. And it's like you know, it's almost like a big bar of soap. Like It's way more compact and you can yeah. just slip it into a bag and whatever. Um, but that would have made more sense in terms of like you know if the Vita was trying to make a claim for this is the size that a handheld should be and this is yeah. the sort of level of power that we expect or whatever. Um, it's a weird release. Like you said, maybe Christmas will save it. Maybe but, they can, yeah. Maybe it's come almost too late because all this is like just over two years into the Switch's lifespan. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's so used to this. If they released it alongside the Switch and said, here's the Switch here's your normal, options. Mm-hmm. Or what they could have called like the Switch Pro, mm-hmm. the Switch Elite, mm-hmm. here's the Switch Lite, here's both sides of the coin you can mm. pick from the go- from the get-go what you would like. I think then maybe you would have split it more down the middle yeah. rather than already like cement the idea that the Switch is this system that you can use anywhere. Mm-hmm. And as much as on paper, the Switch Lite was completely a great idea mm-hmm. and we were always talking about it beforehand and it just made loads of sense. Mm-hmm. Now it's finally here. Everyone's kind of gone, oh yeah. I actually don't want it. It's like the now. price point's weird. It's like you have the money to put down on a Switch. Like, because you, you, you haven't got a Switch. It's going to be a Goose Game that gets me on it. Like, right. I think yeah. me, me and Zalatar would it be about the light though, or the regular one? Um, well, the thing is, it, uh, probably the, the regular one because right. you want to have the access to play on the, the TV it's at like you the might same as well, time. Right? Yeah, you might as well. And the multiplayer as well. And I think if the light, while well, a nice thought, is probably being geared towards maybe, you know, families with kids that are quite mm-hmm. young and, you know, the, it's Don't more robust. I think the more robust um, design. Mm-hmm. maybe is is should be marketed towards yeah. that area especially with Pokemon coming out mm-hmm. but like stuff that's like meant to be bigger you know 
I'd, I'd rather have it on the TV yeah. as well. I'm not, um, I'm not entirely surprised that it undersold. I think that it's interesting like in terms of like just what they think their two products are going forward because they've always had a handheld, they've always had a main console and now they've tried to tick both boxes with the same SKU and it's just like, or the same sort of like a unit for the most part. And for one and of the units, weird. the OG unit, it has worked. Yeah. So yeah, again, like I said, on paper, everything seems like the light was a good idea but mm-hmm. in practice weirdly it hasn't worked yeah but it least, feels like i think we'll have to give it till christmas we'll give it a bit of time because mm-hmm. i think the switch didn't explode on launch it still took a bit of time to get it going and then all of a sudden Needed more games, everyone realized oh my god this is great mm-hmm. and then it exploded again so it might happen but like i said i think christmas and pokemon are going to be the ones to sell it hence why there's already a pokemon themed light true very very true and we can end on the last of us 2 um which uh we've already done some stuff on the main channel on but i kind of wanted to just do a psa because the general fallout from the new gameplay footage that came out as part of um thursday's embargo thing is oh my god it's the game where you kill the dogs psa you don't need to kill the dogs it's not a thing that needs to happen just don't kill them it's fine i don't get this outrage at all if you're in the (laughs) i'm sorry if 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 old yeller is gonna come towards me and rip my throat out i'm I'm gonna he's gonna get killed like i don't don't understand why it's 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 a it's a Survival game at its yeah. core. When you're complaining Most about apocalypse. killing dogs, it yeah. makes no sense to me. Like it's just it, that it, was that's my, how it is. My initial fallout as well was just like the tone that they've set up, the world that they've set up. It makes sense that you do whatever you need to do to survive. But I think that the way that it's kind of been twisted and the focus that a lot of the uh, write-ups have had on it is like, oh my god, this is the game where you kill dogs. You have to kill dogs, etc., etc. And you don't. Neil Druckmann got out there on Twitter and like retweeted something from Gamespot, um, who one of their headlines was Last of Us Two is going to have you killing a lot of dogs, and just put it out there and said, only if you want to. I you don't this. need to. This just, is all. Just don't do this it. has all clearly been predicated around the whole meme doggo thing, and I'm Probably. just like, shut up, man. <laughs> people, just, people just love watch dogs. just reruns of Old Yeller on repeat, and mm-hmm. then you know, grow up and just kill them in the game. Like it's not that difficult. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, it's, it's, it's also like it's not a real dog. Exactly. Yeah, like, it's not a real it's dog. A, I feel a pang of guilt whenever I kill like a cute animal in Red Dead Redemption too. Right. But also, I need to make money, otherwise my guy's gonna starve. You know, it's a, <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a it's a it's a human kill dog world out there. Textual realism. I, again, kind of I, I think I think it's a, a controversy. But, uh, built out of the fact that people love dogs. Yes, of course. So let's get people talking about Last of Us mm-hmm. because you can kill dogs. It's like, I've been playing zombies for 10 years. I've been <laughs> killing zombified dogs for 10 Can't years. Can't wait for the next headline. <laughs> me. Last of Us 2 forces you to kill some heckin' woofers and I'll just, I'll just <laughs> throw myself out the window right there. No, be be you, I'll, I'll do it. I'll go. Of woofers, you know? It's true. But yeah, so I just wanted to include that as our sort of final note because that thing was annoying me when I was coming in. But Quite let us know what you think down in the comments below if you're following along on the video side or come find us on social media if you're listening on the audio platforms. For now, though, this this has been the World Culture Gaming Podcast, and I've been your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Ewan Patterson. Goodbye. And Rich Hudson. Thanks for listening. Don't kill the heckin' woofers. Don't do it. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. 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 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.